This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. Hey, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the St. Jude kids. St. Jude's doing incredible work fighting childhood cancer. And because of donations, like the ones that you get, families never receive a bill ever from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, food, none of that. Help St. Jude stop childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope. Get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. It's going to look great on you. So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785-833. Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, 785-833. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson, you know, before they were legends of outlaw country, they were lost souls looking for their sound. Don't miss Mandy Moore and the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the rise of outlaw country music and its biggest stars. Hear how one woman's vision in her tiny living room, far from Nashville's Music Row, became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. All right, about to get into episode 196, bands that you may have heard of that have had more than one lead singer. Uh, Before we get into 196... Let me say that you can check out the uh, Sore Losers Sports Podcast. Since Eddie is here, I believe I'll start with that promotion. The Sore Losers Sports Podcast, which is really the only reason Eddie comes on this podcast, is to use a podcast to promote his podcast. Cross-promotion. Only reason. Have you made any money off that show yet? A little bit. Have you got a check? Yeah. Oh, look at that. It's mixed in with other stuff that I do, yeah, yeah. so I don't really know what it is. The exact amount yet. <laughs> there should be. Mike, shouldn't there be like a breakdown? There should be, yeah. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen that. It's on the check. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Good Maybe I need to do a little bit more research. Yeah, good for you. I, they, you should have been paid for stuff. Like oh, show. I have. I can tell. The show is just now starting to take off to where it's you're doing ads. Yes. Yeah. So, and again, there's value in you coming on this show because I tell people, go check out The Sore Losers. And I appreciate that. Well, yeah, no. Also, you're good at this. Thanks, dude. It's my favorite thing that you do here. Of all things that we do together, this is my favorite thing that you do. No, that's not true. Yeah. So check out the Sore Losers, which, by the way, I was on my phone just now because I'm going to host ACM Honors tonight. And um, I, I logged onto my dating app, right? Yeah. And Did you was, get a match? Well, it said I had a friend pass. I could give a pass to... Would you like my friend pass? Oh, no. <laughs> you imagine the drama that would bring into my house. If, <laughs> no, no, it's a gift from Bobby, babe. I promise. Like, it's just a gift. This is that app. It's kind of the hoity-toity dating app. Yeah. That you have to be invited on. Like, I would love to see the people on it. Yeah. Look, but. I have. you only get a friend pass like every three months. I have a friend pass. If you like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kindly decline that. Okay, just saying. I'm just thinking about you right there. Thanks, dude. Uh, we also uh, have... Amy's podcast called Four Things with Amy Brown. There's an episode she's really proud of recently with Walker and Lainey Hayes. I was talking to her about it this morning, and she said, you know, Walker Hayes may not be the most famous person, but if people would just listen to that episode, I think they'll love it. Uh, Mike, do you anything you want to say about that? It's really good, yeah. I don't know what to talk about because I haven't listened to it. They're talking all about um, Walker and Lainey together, their child they lost. 
and then a bunch of positive stuff too, stuff they're grateful for. Yeah, she said it's very happy and very sad, but in the end, it's a roller coaster. Yeah, just you're just grateful for a lot of stuff. So I'd encourage you to check out Four Things with Amy Brown if you haven't already, and you can hear the episode with Walker and Laney Walker and Laney Hayes. We have two Walkers in our life now. Yeah, Walker Burroughs. Walker Burroughs from American Idol who tours with us, and I haven't called him Walker Hayes yet on stage, and I know I'm going to at some point. When we see people sometimes when we're at airports, people will be like, Eddie, uh, nice to meet you. And oh my gosh, Walker Hayes, such a big fan. He's like, oh, he's, he's the opposite of Walker Hayes. Well, the he's weird little. thing about Walker Hayes too is he toured with me on my stand-up tour for eight months. Yeah. So I've had two Walkers and they used to always go, here he is, Walker Hayes, everybody. You know. <laughs> Are you worried you're going to do that someday? You might. Not worried because not that big of a deal. True. For someone who's been called Billy Bones or Bobby Jones or gosh. not that big of a deal. Okay. okay. Uh, but I'm surprised I haven't done it yet. Um, Velvet's Edge with Kelly Henderson, which speaking of that, Kelly and I have been friends for a long time. We dated for a bit way back in the day, and I went on very cavalier with her. It's funny who recognizes me from what, because I'll be some places, and they'll be like, oh, most places. Hey, Bobby Bones, listen to the radio show. Love it. Occasionally, I'll get, hey, I really haven't listened to the show, but someone recommended your book. Yeah. Fantastic. Sometimes I'll get, oh, you're the guy from American Idol, or someone will come up to me and go, yeah, I know you. You're the dancer. From what get from what show? And I go, you never want to answer it because if someone goes, I know you, it's almost a no win. Because if you tell them and you're wrong and they they're just like and They're no. like, No, I didn't know you from that. Yeah. Oh, now yeah, you're they, trying to brag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll go, um, American Idol? No. I'm like, uh <laughs> Dancing with the Stars? No. Mm. And I'm like, I've been on some other ep- like shows for like Miss America. No, you very cavalier. I'm like, what? Wow, they recognize you from, from that? From one episode? Oh. In the Canadian airport, I got stopped. Really? From doing what? So there's um, somebody came up to a friend of mine today where this all comes back around because Kelly's going to be over here in a bit to, um, with my clothes and stuff for tonight. And she's like, hey, I want to set you up with a girl from Barry Cavalier. And I was like, Kelly? It's not Kelly. It's another girl. Okay. But I <laughs> I've been talk- there, done that. <laughs> I got to talk to Kelly and see if she's cool, though. Okay, yeah, get the inside information. Yeah. So, because Kelly's on that show too. Yeah. So, uh, it's not Kristen, is it? I, I gave Jay the app. Like okay. I was going to give you. <laughs> and this is what and happens. That's what happened. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Kelly has four things. Or, no, Kelly has Velvet's Edge podcast. It all comes back around. Check out the Velvet's Edge podcast. It's a, it's a brand podcast. Uh, you know, if you're a female, I would say young 20s to young 40s, it is a podcast for you. Style, health, and wellness. And sometimes she brings on really interesting people to talk to. Uh, real close, to, we've been in the talks with about three other podcasts for a long time. We're about to bring on about three new shows. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you know who they are yet? Mm, one Don't of them. Say them if you do, because we <laughs> is one of them right here next to us. Have you talked about? Oh, that the one? four <laughs> new shows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mike. No, he's right here we listening. Have, Mike is going to do a movie podcast. Yeah, that I one cannot I feel, wait for that. That one I feel comfortable with. Um, we don't have a movie uh, a movie name yet. You know. Oh, interesting. Mike, do you have anything? Mike at the movies. Behind the movies, something. I'm still working on it. We did a video thing for a while, and it was like, Mike at the movies. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's dumb. Well, I know. They didn't last very long. <laughs> so what was the deal with Moo? It was like cow moo. It's like, and it, I think, was there a moo Is in it? Is all cows? Yeah. Movies about cows? Because that'd be good. Otherwise. That would, but there aren't very movies, very many movies about cows, I don't think. Behind the movies with Mike? Because he wants to do a lot of things. One, talk about the, some movies and interesting stories, like yeah. we do on this. Yeah. Or maybe uh, year this year, all these movies came out. It was a big year for movies, or... He's a big movie nerd, so. Big nerd over here. Big nerd. <laughs> All around. We started doing the Geek Minute today. Is that what we were doing? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what I called it. I was like, I liked it. Uh, yeah. 
just let Mike D geek out a little bit. Yeah. And then he just lo- he just he loses you sometimes. You're like, all right, too many numbers. Yeah, I'm like, all right, appreciate too geeky. that. We've went over one minute. <laughs> Geeked out. Uh, Caroline Hobby has a podcast called Get Real with Caroline Hobby. And uh, some interesting ones. Chris Daughtry's wife is on. And Chris Daughtry, who has a bunch of hits in the pop and rock world, I guess what my understanding is he cheated at one point. And they talk about this in the podcast. Very open about that. And then she was like, all right. I'm going to go get me a girlfriend. And he's like, all right. And she did. And she did. And they just lived open. She had a girlfriend. Well, this is a wild story. Check and it out. And they were all okay with it. It's crazy. It worked out. So that's called uh, Get Real with Caroline Hobby. So I, I told my wife about that. And, and you're on the app. And uh, she said, no way. You got a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, anything you want to say? No, man, we're good. We're, I'm good. All right. Appreciate everybody. We're going to start episode uh, right now. Here we go. Welcome to episode 196. Bands that have had more than one lead, lead singer. Today we're talking about bands, big bands, uh, that have had more than one singer, more than one front man, why the original singers left, whether it was creative differences or they wanted to go to other projects, or in some cases, if the singers died. Mm. And we've gotten so much positive feedback about episodes like this, they're heavily downloaded. That's awesome. When we come on and just talk about music like this, they're Because heavily... we love doing it. Yeah. And we just started doing it once, I think, because somebody bailed out of an episode. We're like, oh crap, we don't have an episode this week. Eddie, let's talk about music songs that make us our pee-pees tinkle. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden, people were downloading like crazy. Uh, so we appreciate that. Whenever Dusty Slay was in, the comedian, he was like, you know what I, I really enjoyed? And he had listed some interview episodes. But he was like, I really like the one where you talked about songs that people didn't know the meaning. Yeah. And he goes, you know, I heard the one about Phil Collins in the air tonight. And he didn't really have a reason he wrote that song. He goes, what if he just got tired of talking about the real reason? I was like, ah, screw this. I wrote it for no reason. I'm tired of talking about this. <laughs> right, which is possible. Yeah. So What do we know? We just know what we read. We have no idea. Some of these I've heard from situations that I'm maybe not super close to, but I'm one degree away from. Yeah. So Someone like you trust in the inside that yeah. knows about it. And I start with Phil Collins. And you know, Phil Collins was the lead singer of what band? Genesis. Right. Now, before he was, um, Peter Gabriel was the lead singer of Genesis. So 1976, they replaced Peter Gabriel with Phil Collins. So this is Genesis with Peter Gabriel. Yep. So Peter Gabriel left Genesis for a solo career following 1975. Do you know Peter Gabriel's solo song? In your eyes. Yeah. That's the, That's the, the big, big one, one, right? That's the big one. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So Gabriel left Genesis in 1975, and Phil Collins, who was the backing vocals and the drummers, took over vocal duties while continuing to drum. So as he's doing that, and by the way, they were searching for a lead singer while he was doing that initially. So like, let's go find a lead singer. And Phil Collins was like, oh, I guess I'll just drum and keep singing until we get it. Yeah. So then he became the lead singer. But what happened was, as that happened as well, Phil Collins started to do a solo career at the same time. So as Genesis with Phil Collins happened, right behind it, if they're running a race, like a length and a half behind, Phil Collins had started to do a solo career, which made him this massive star because he had two projects. Yeah, at the same time. Blowing up at the same time. Um, and so what do you have from Phil Collins over there? Do you have anything else? Now, some of these I may be confused as which one it is. If it's Phil oh, Collins I couldn't Genesis. tell you. This is Genesis. Okay, I would have bet Phil Collins, oddly. Because of the it's, voice. It's still Phil Collins singing it. How about that? Genesis faced a tough decision when Phil Collins quit the band to carry on with a third lead singer or call it quits. What do you think happened? 
He called it quits. The band? The band, and then kept on with Phil Collins. Then there were no other good vocalists in the band. They couldn't just go, all right, next up. So the keyboardist was tempted to call it a day, but Mike Rutherford pushed the group to continue. The last tour, they did stadiums. They felt that the fan loyalty wasn't enough to carry them on. They brought on a guy named Ray Wilson. Huh. Which, no, Ray, not Rain. Ray. Okay. Yeah, not Rain from the office. <laughs> okay, yes. okay. Uh, the group were unknown, but they had a 1994 single, Inside, that was a minor hit in England. It was nothing that anyone cared about. But if you remember, Genesis came back again, and they had the they had this, the the song where um, it was where they're walking to the beach. Ah, you have I can't dance, Mike. It's when Genesis came back. Now, with do you remember problems. this? I do because this isn't on my my. Well, what your 80s? Nope, 90s. 90s. Look up I can't dance because Genesis comes back with I can't dance again. Okay. This is not a prep sheet. This is... I can't Jam. Dance. Okay. I, can't dance. I remember this. Neither Peter Gabriel or Phil Collins in this band at this point. No, this is Phil Collins. Oh, this is they Phil got Collins. back together and they put out a song and then they blew up. See, man, I I mean, I was little, so I remember all this stuff happening, but I just figured the band never broke up. I didn't know Phil Collins had his own side project. You didn't know Phil Collins was his own thing? Mm-mm. You didn't know no. Phil Collins was Phil Collins? I didn't even know who Peter Gabriel was. But Phil Collins had bigger songs outside of... I remember what he looked like. I remember he was bald. And I remember he kind of looked... Well, now, now he kind of looks like... Um, the astronaut, you know, the astronaut who takes lots, lots of pictures in space, Kelly, he's like a, I don't know, he's famous. Buzz Aldrin? No, no, no. He's like a current astronaut that like lived up there for a whole year. Mm-mm. Anyway, they look the same. And I just remember that look and like, yeah, he makes that music. And I think he's a drummer or something. And he sings. That's all I remember of Phil Collins and Genesis. But you didn't know the Phil Collins, like. I didn't know he was. Song. I didn't know. I he was, can feel it. I thought that was all Genesis. You did. Yeah. Again, I don't know the difference while hearing them. But I, I guess I knew Phil Collins as Phil Collins before I knew the Genesis stuff. We were so young. Yeah. But that band had, and then Peter Gabriel was, you know, the big one. And it was surprising. Both of them went on. Peter Gabriel, what did he do after everything? Other, he had a pretty successful career himself. I would say moderately successful. He had a massive hit. In your eyes. Yeah, but that was before we were born. Are you, really? 79, right? In- this song came out 79? What year is this, Mike? I would bet. You think it's 80s? If I'm betting money, I wouldn't bet a lot. But I would think so. I think it was in like early mid 80s. Oh, you're probably right. Let's see. No, let's see. It was 94. Wow. This song was 1994. You made me really question myself because yeah. I remember it. Wow. And I was going, man, am I just. I was four and right. I remember out. uncles talking about this stuff. 94, dude, you were a like, teenager. It's crazy. From the inside, and we've talked. This is the 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 song that John Cusack plays in "Say Anything" when he holds Didn't the radio that. up. Well, you it said, looks like it is '86. It was re-released in okay, '94. Okay, there you go. '86. We were alive. Yeah, I, was, I got it right then. I feel good about myself. We were running around. All right. Uh, okay, let's go to Lone Star. Lone Star had uh, John Rich and Richie McDonald as co-lead singers. John Rich also played the bass. Okay. So you have John Rich, who now is in. Big and Rich. Right. And Richie McDonald, who's now in, well, Lone Star. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, thought, I thought there was something else. Brooks and Dunn. <laughs> Is this John? Yep. So here's John. Okay. Rich. I can hear it. For Lone Star. Lone Star began in 1992. Did you know that the band was called Texassy? No. Texassy? What, what does that mean? I'm looking at the spelling. It's like Texas. 
plus S-E-E. The name was derived from the fact that all five members were natives of Texas and met in Nashville. Okay. So Texas C would be how to say it then. Texas C. Texas C. Like, like Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not easy to read that and know what no. I'm talking about. No, that, that would be like the O-Neaters. Oh, it's kind of yeah. like, that doesn't work. You can just see a bunch of record people being the like. O-Neaters? <laughs> no, it's the Wonders. <laughs> it's a bad idea. The original lineup consisted of uh, Richie McDonald from Lubbock and bass and lead and background vocalist John Rich from Amarillo. Yeah. Well, they were right, right across the street mm-hmm. from each other in towns. Shortly after the release of Everything's Changed, John Rich left the band as they and their advisors felt that having two lead singers would be confusing to fans. Ooh. So Now, this is all before Amazed, right? Mm-hmm. But to be fair... They both went on and had super successful careers. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, John Rich is still going. Yeah, and I would say that if you're putting them in eggs, which egg has the most in it? Currently. That Big and Rich win. Lone Star won massive pop song. And it, Lone Star, this was the number one pop song that... Oh, yeah. Islands in the Stream was the only other country song to be the number one Hot 100 song. That's crazy. That's that's a big song. Until this song hit. Yeah. And went number one. It was came from country and then pop. So he so John Rich misses out on that. Big yeah, deal. Yeah, he has to be like, oh, my God. Yeah. Just, I just left Lone Star, and they have a massive commercial pop uh, hit. And then even back it up a little bit, he's probably thinking, you know, like, this is going to be good for my career before this song is even a thought. I just got to leave the band. They don't like that there's two lead singers, whatever. I would do something myself. And then he leaves. And right after he leaves, boom, they have a maze. And if we're to flip it, I bet the guys in Lone Star, again, we're just assuming. Assuming. I bet they were like, John Rich is not going to make a pile of beans. He's yeah. out of here. Good for him. He's a lot to deal with. Let's go see what concoction he comes up with. Right. And then and here then, it comes. Boom. Boom. Big and Rich blow up. Yep. They both did all right. Yeah. If I were to jump on one of the sides, I would jump on Big and Rich, though. Because there's longevity in that Longevity, one. more hits. Not yeah. pop hits, but yeah. they had a bunch of country hits. But Lone Star had two lead singers. One of them left. John Rich went over and did Big and Rich. Now, did Lone Star, they sing the On the Road with Pearl jam. Uh, there's a song, I'm pretty sure it's Lone Star. It's about a girl that like left her family to join a rock band. It's pretty big. I know about Three Lone Star songs. Mike, what are their big songs? Amazed, I'm Already There, Mr. Mom. I'm all, that's the three I know. I'm already there. The front porch looking in and walking to Memphis. Oh. oh. I know the four of those. I guess I know more. Yeah, I don't know the Pearl Jam song. The one I'm thinking about is not on there. I don't know which one it is. But that's, I mean, that was me growing up remembering Lone Star before Amazed. I'm Already There was a jam. Which one was that one? I'm Already There. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of the kids laughing in the background He had to wipe away a tear from his eye That's not John Rich, right? A little voice came on the phone And said, Daddy, when you come home He said the first thing that came to his mind I'm already there Take a look around what else do you have as far as clips, Mike? I don't want to waste any of these clips. I'm sorry, that's it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's go over to Black Sabbath. Ooh. Can you name? No. Just Ozzy. Well, there's, there's more? There are three. Wow. Do, do you know them? Or I, would, you... I would have gotten two of them, but I wouldn't have gotten the third one. 
Black Sabbath was massive. We know them from Ozzy, but they got stronger when Ozzy was pushed out. Remember, they pushed Ozzy out and oh. before we were born, 79. And so the last few albums that they had put out with Ozzy Osbourne were pretty disappointing. And new singer Ronnie James Dio infused the band with an incredible new energy quote. It says here, He lasted two albums, and so here they are again in search of a new lead singer. So, again, this is Ronnie James D. I would have known I've this never one. heard this. This definitely is de definitely different energy than Ozzy's Black Sabbath. A little harder, a little less creepy. I don't know. Less, less, cre less creepy. Like less, less monster movie. Yes, it's less dark. It's <laughs> less a little satanic. brighter. Less satanic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Deep Purple, the band, had folded at this point. This is Smoke on the Water, Deep Purple? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Smoke on the water, the fire in the sky. Dun, 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 dun. So their vocalist, Ian, I didn't know this one, Ian Gillian, Ian Gillen, needed, needed a job. So it looked like it made sense. He came from Deep Purple. He goes over and... There's a lot of overlap in Black Sabbath and Deep Purple fan communities, mm. but their lone album together, Born Again, it didn't click. And so, bad. Here you go. Sounds like Chris Cornell. So, get this. Oh, they're, they're supporting, their, their tour that they went out as was what kind of inspired Spinal Tap to happen. They built a Stonehenge stage that was too big for almost every <laughs> venue they played. <laughs> That's really they funny. They couldn't fit what they had built for the stage into these venues. And so they <laughs> had to reform Deep Purple. So he remains there uh, to this day with Deep Purple. That's really funny. So he was the third singer after Ozzy. So Ozzy first, then this other guy. Dio. Dio. Which, by the way, Mike, didn't he sing for an, another band? Isn't he a, very, a famous rock singer he by is. himself? Okay, that's why I know him. Yeah. And so then this guy. Black Sabbath uh, limped along with another singer. Tony Martin, ultimately reforming with both Dio and Ozzy at various points in the future. Okay. So, I am getting blown up right now. It's that dating app, man. I it, get no, it. No, it's not. It's that dating app life. Turn that up, Mike. My phone is filling the pool, so now it just rings even the volume's off. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why. <laughs> you heard it ring. I'm getting a new one tomorrow. They're shipping it here because of insurance. But my phone's never even on. I was like, why is it making a noise? So you have that phone insurance? Yeah. Man. I have that too, and they always send me like worse phones. This one will be brand new. Good. But Make it's sure it's brand new. It was ringing, and I turned the... It's like, no, nope, sorry, you're broken. You, you will now suffer the consequences <laughs> of breaking your phone. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your next stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring. You're talking about men's boots, women's boots, um, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, timeless style, always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort, little to no break-in period. Like it's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, direct consumer pricing keeps the value on your feet, the money in your pocket. So stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop the new styles. You like the smell of leather or no? I love it. Yeah. That's what the whole store basically is. Fresh leather. Yep. Friendly staff. Or like the smell of staff? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm sure they smell good there. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. What a gift, too. 
regular live music and events. There is no in-store experience like this. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tecovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S. Yeah. Yeah. Tecovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I just want to say thanks to everybody who has stepped up for the kids at St. Jude. St. Jude's been leading the way in the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of childhood cancer. Your support means that families never get a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the families can focus on helping their child live. And that really hits home for me because I've been to St. Jude many times. I've hung out with the kids, played music for the kids. I was in the hospital a lot as a kid. Now, I didn't have cancer, but if it wasn't for people stepping up, I don't know that I would have been able to go and stay in the hospital and be taken care of. So that's why we do this, to take care of others. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. When you do this, you'll get this awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. So join all the doctors and researchers, you know, and me, in this fight. And just text the word Bobby to 785-833. It's only six numbers, but text the word Bobby to 785-833. All right, let's let's get off that one. Let's go to something we know a little more about. Sublime. Ooh. Original lead singer was. Uh, his name was Bradley Noel. Yeah, nice job. Gotta go back in the vault on that one. Sublime formed in 1988. The band's lineup unchanged after their breakup. Bradley Noel, Eric Wilson, and the Buddy. Brad formed in uh, the band formed 98. 88. Oh, 88. So, Brad did a heroin overdose in 1996. He died of it. Correct. Uh, resulted in Sublime's breakup. Bradley died before their song went number one, this one. Mm-hmm. Crazy. But that album became huge. The band broke up after his death. Isn't it crazy that this was after he died? Mm-hmm. It's just like Janis Joplin. She died before she ever got to hear me and Bobby McGee. Yeah. Which, by the way, wasn't her song. Right. She recorded it, but it was a Chris Christopherson song. Crazy. But it blew up. Her biggest song was after she died. I never got to hear it. Or did they? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they might have, but I mean. I was about to go to the next thing, and you were like, hmm, let me lay this. <laughs> got thing. really deep there. <laughs> let me lay this question on you. Then in 2009, the band brought on Rome Ramirez. Yeah. A longtime fan of the band. It's weird. As the new lead vocalist. But found they were legally barred from using the name Sublime, which was still owned by Bradley Knowles Estate. Mm. Eventually, the band renamed itself Sublime. With Rome. With Rome. However, fans hated him and said he can't sing. They still continue to tour. Do we have a clip of Sublime with Rome? I don't practice and 
This live <laughs> works. As long as you know it's not the original lead singer, sure. you still want to go enjoy it. This works. So he was just a fan. You know the other band that happened to? Oh, gosh. I feel like I do. A fan as the lead singer now? Oh, is it Journey? Yeah. Yeah. So do you know the original singer of Journey? Um, Perry. Um, what's, his, what's his name? Um, Steve Perry? Steve Perry. <laughs> there was one before him. Oh, uh, got me. Gosh, you walked me right into that one, too. Yeah, this guy named Greg Raleigh was the lead singer. This is the Journey lead singer, the first one. Replaced by Steve Perry, and then replaced by Steve Algeri, and then later Arnel Pineda, who's there now. Mm. So Journey, 1973. Do you know what band that they're from? Like Journey was in a different band, and they broke out and created Journey. Boston? Mm-mm, Santana. San- they were all, really? They were all bandmates in Santana. Really? I did not know that. And Greg Raleigh was on keyboards and lead vocals with Santana, because remember, Santana didn't sing. You're talking, yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. He did not so sing. So when they would do songs, he would sing. This Greg Raleigh, the guy who was their original singer in Journey, he would sing for Santana. Was he singing like the Oye Como Va, like the old Santana Oye stuff? Oye Como Va. I don't know if that one specifically. Oh, black magic woman. But that's an interesting question that I don't know the answer to. Because, I mean, I wonder Who's how- the vocalist on Black Magic Woman, just yeah. by itself? Because that was a long time ago. So I wonder if these guys were part of that band in that 60s Santana. Cause you ever watch like old Woodstock footage in Santana plays? Like that band is like they're hippies. I mean, they are like long-haired hippies. They look like they're out of it. They're really high. Yeah, I mean, I would. I would so that could I would be them. So if they were living there, it is life. him. That's him. I'm yeah. like Magic Woman. It wow, that's Greg Raleigh. Good call. Who was singing for Santana? Black Magic, Magic Woman. Woman went over. Was the singer of Journey. Mm. And they all, they all have the same sound. Like he sounds a lot like, or I guess Steve Perry sounds a lot like him. You know, I think, and we probably get to ACDC later, but again, once you have an original lead singer, you kind of find something that sounds ish yeah. to the original. So I think they have the same sound on purpose. Okay. And I think Steve Perry kind of existed because Greg Raleigh's sound existed first. You don't want to go and find somebody that's a big old baritone. Right, Com- sounds completely different than what you've been sounding like for years. They hired Steve Perry to sing four years later and they saw their popularity go pow. Mm. Raleigh is him a black magic woman, but they said Steve Perry had great gift with pop songs. So Steve Perry lost interest in the band. I was like, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> How do you lose interest? I'm 1986 is a- like, you know, this is not for me. I'm going to go on and do nothing. In 1995, they came back for a reunion, and then Steve Perry was getting sick, and they were like, he's like, ah, I'm, I'm out again. Yeah. And so... The band's like, well, then what do we do? Are you going to wait around for him to get better? They didn't. So they brought in uh, Steve Augery in 88. Fans said he looked like Steve Perry with a perm. His name was even similar. Too many Steves, too many similarities. So after a while, they parted with him. And then... Too many similarities. Well, sorry, even, dude. Even, you're, even the Steve. Sorry, dude. You're too much like Steve. But you probably should have changed your name, though. Yeah. Like, this is Sean. Yeah. So the band's like, all right. And... They came across this guy on YouTube named Arnell Pineda. He sounded exactly like Steve Perry. I remember when this went down. Just a small town girl. <laughs> this is a live version. Yeah. This is how. He was a fan. Bones. They found how, him on YouTube. How many times is this guy singing karaoke bars? 
and just <laughs> kill it. Oh, go in and not say who oh, he is. Oh, well, no, no, before, before he oh, got hired by the band. And they're just like, this guy's good, man. Yeah, you sound just like Steve Perry. Good job. I guess it's the greatest call up to the majors. Yeah. From the karaoke bars to freaking singing for the band. Yes. And is he still the singer? Mm -hmm. That's amazing. He's still the singer. And people still want Steve Perry to come back. What I think probably happens eventually is Steve Perry comes back and they both are on stage. Now, you've met Steve Perry? Yeah, I was backstage at American Idol. And, and Mike, were you back there with I him? was there. And Steve Perry was on, if not the finale, the next to last episode. And I'm getting hair and makeup done. We're probably 30 minutes from the show. And on my door, I like, what's up? Come on in. I didn't know who the guy was. An old guy walked in. And I was like, what's up, old guy? <laughs> and he's like, well, there he is, the, the king of radio. And I was like, Thanks, old guy. <laughs> you do the look around like, I was like looking at me? A random senior citizen stopped by talking about, I'm into it. Thank you very much, old guy. Hope you have a good day. He's like, all right. Good to see you. I'll see you out there. And I'm like, old guy must be a fan of Mr. Bones himself. King of radio, he called me. All right. Walks out, walks down. Um, this screen comes on, and we're watching it. You know, I'm like four doors away from the set. So I didn't go on until like the second act of the show. And I look, and they're like, and guess who's in the audience? It's Steve Perry. It was the freaking old guy <laughs> who came by my door. Crazy. And not only was he that old guy that came by my door, he thought I was Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> oh, that's the best part. I love it. King of radio, there he is. He's like, there he is, King. I was like, well, I wouldn't call me that, but I'll, I won't say no to it. I will take it from this nice, kind old man. Right. I was like, Papa, all right, get back to your seat. I don't know how you wandered away from your, your caregiver, but. You're like, and that's how I met Steve Perry. And that's how I became the lead singer of Journey. <laughs> Have you ever seen, I was talking to Mike about this, you ever seen Rockstar? No. It's Mark Wahlberg, right? Yes. Yeah. Same kind of scenario where like he's a huge fan of this metal band and the metal, the singer of that band just decides to quit and then they hold auditions and he makes an audition and he wows them and he becomes the lead singer. But it's the same storyline. It's I mean, the movie's really good. Yeah. Like, if you get a chance, I you should watch it. I know it, but I didn't, I didn't see it. I should watch it still, even with everything out now. Well, I mean, if you, you're bored, you got nothing to do, you've, you've looked through Netflix, nothing interests you. If I ain't got no job, if I ain't got no money. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to do. Uh, ACDC. I'm a massive ACDC fan. You are. Massive, yeah. So I'm pretty well versed in ACDC history. And I am not. Really? I know they had two lead singers. Well, the original singer was Bon Scott. And so... He, and again, you talk about singers you get that are derivative of the lead singer. You don't just go find a really good singer. They got to somewhat feel like the band. Yeah. Not exactly like the same guy, but they got to feel like that. And that was the case with Bon Scott. And so, you know, they came out of Australia. But Bon Scott, although was the biggest and was really the first when they had blown up, there was this dude, Dave Evans, was kind of really the starter before they kind of got going. Bon Scott became the guy. Bon Scott died February 15th, 1980. How did he die? Uh, choked on uh, drinking a bomb. From what I remember, they call it alcohol poisoning, but he's oh. one of those that vomited yeah. up and cho choked yeah. on his throw up. He, like he's asleep, so it goes back in his teeth. Yeah. yeah. And, and they went hard. And so that's how he died. The group was uh, struggling to find a lead singer because who else sounds like this? Yeah, no one. You got to sound great and... Have this kind of tone. Yeah. Right? So, ACDC, there's a, a local guy named Brian Johnson, who you will know now as the lead singer. He's the one with the, the beret hat, right? Uh, I mean, or yes, whatever, like ish. the You're old... Not, ish. ish. Yeah. Whatever hat. Kinda. However you call that. And he's, and he's ripped. 
He's old now. He's he probably was. Bon, bon Scott was ripped. Oh, was he? Yeah. Um, so, but Bon Scott wasn't when they got their biggest success. I mean, they had some a couple hits, but it was all Brian Johnson. And so all the big stuff was definitely a higher voice. Yeah. But still I mean he took off with that sound and made it even stronger. Local guy. Uh, bon Scott had seen Brian performing with his band and was like, hey man, that guy's really good. So they went to Brian Johnson. They were like, yo, dude. And so they recorded Back in Black as a tribute to Bon Scott. Wow. This, the song, it was like, this is this is for you. And it blows up. You ever hear the stories about Angus Young, the guitar player? No. Loses 10 pounds every night? No. For running around? Sweating that much? He has to drink a ton of water. I always thought that he was the lead singer just because, you know, I always knew the schoolboy outfit. Yeah. Yep. So they had their own section at Walmart. They were so big. (laughs) What do you... you, ACDC. Oh, like of all their records? Mm -hmm. I thought you meant like they would would shop at their own section. (laughs) Or they would go in and work their own section. (laughs) Right. Interesting. Uh, So he recently with him, he was going deaf. And they were like, yo, dude, you can keep touring, but you're going to continue going deaf and deaf and deaf and deafer, or you got to call it quits. And so he quit. Wow. So, and they're older now, too, obviously. Yeah. He's probably 70. But so he was losing his hearing. Mm. You know, that's hap- happened to someone else recently, too, in country, where they're like, yo, you're losing your hearing. Oh, yeah. Who was that? But so Axl Rose replaced him and was singing with ACDC for a while. I don't time. remember that, really? They didn't record a record together, but he was touring they and he toured? was singing it for. ACDC. Wow. Similar voice. I yeah. get it. Blink-182. The original singer was Tom DeLonge. That's crazy. This seems like it's too soon to talk about. Like, Well, Mark Hoppus and Tom DeLonge were the lead singers. And Tom DeLonge left the band in 2015. They got Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio to replace them. Skiba. Is that how you say it? Skiba. You would know Alkaline Trio. Yeah. Yes, I remember them. Mark Hoppus and Travis Barker said, We were all set to play this festival and record a new album. And Tom kept putting it off. A week before we were scheduled to go into the studio, we got an email from his manager saying he didn't want to participate in any Blink-182 projects. He would rather work on his non-musical endeavors. So I think Tom has a different story too, right? Yeah, aliens. <laughs> Pretty much. He's the, yeah, he's a big alien guy. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Blink-182 replaced him with Matt from Alkaline Tree. Oh, it still looks so weird. They got promo shots and you're just they're like... They're back now though, right? They are. All three, the original three? No. no. It's still Matt Skiba. Tom's out. Oh, I thought Tom was back in for like no. the reunion. They've talked about it, but they haven't done it yet. So I remember seeing Angels and Airwaves, which was a Tom DeLong. Oh yeah, they, for Weezer. I we went to, we went to Weezer. That's right, together dude. And Angels yes. and Airwaves for the middle act. And forgot so, about that project. DeLong confirmed that, you know, he'd rejoin Blink One Eighty Two, but he hasn't discussed it with the band. I saw Blink One Eighty Two, the original three in Vegas, and that was like awesome. Wait, so whenever they were hiring Blink One Eighty Two for Firefest. That was not. That, that was that's this. Cuba, yeah. That's this one. Yeah. Blink One Eighty Two. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're doing, I think, in Vegas, one of those deals where you sit and you do multiple nights. Yeah, residency or whatever. And that's Matt Ski. They I, did it over the summer. Yeah. I wouldn't go to a Matt Ski. No, man. I, I'm, I'm telling you, like. Or I would have the uh, Mark Hoppus singing them all. He does. Does this guy sing it all though? I yeah. think. Really? I think Mark sings most of it. Well, it's like Bare Naked Ladies. Is this? Do I have Bare Naked Ladies on this? Or should I talk freely about that? Talk freely. Bare Naked Ladies, you know, they want a band I love. Yeah. They had two singers. They had Stephen Page, who was the singer. And Ed. And Ed, who was the rapper. And the other two white dudes. And, you know, it's been one week. So who sings that part? Okay, Stephen sings the hook. Right. 
And then Ed is Chicken to China, the Chinese chicken. Oh, wow. And so they kicked Steven out of the band. He hasn't been in the band forever. He came back for the Canadian Hall of Fame, the Music Awards. So is Ed sing? Is uh, Steven singing in um, the Big Bang Theory? Theme? I think that's Ed because they did that after Steven left. I think. Okay. I would imagine. But this is Ed here. But Ed now sings all the parts to that and all the songs. Sounds great. Yeah. Doesn't, I can't tell the difference. Doesn't sing as wonderfully as Steven did, but it's still really good. And you're like, all right, I'm with it. Yeah. And he's an original member. But. They just have Ed now. Boy, they hated each other after a while. What was it? Do you remember the? You know what the fight was about? I think it was just. This is just me remembering. Could yeah. be wrong. I think Stephen was like heavy into drugs. Oh. And, yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing that happens a lot in bands where they're just like, we've tried to really. Yeah. Be patient with you, but we just can't anymore. We can't move forward if you're pulling us back. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this, but the basis for you too. He was that guy for that band. It's crazy. I like, had a basis in a heartbeat. No, they didn't, though. They were all childhood friends. So. <laughs> what do you do? You just play bass? Okay, we're going to move on without you. It's Listen, it's a little easier to cut someone who isn't the front of the band, meaning the visual of the band. Yeah. It'd be harder to cut Edge. Edge is not the, the lead singer, but right. Edge is the, the lead guitarist. guitar player, mm -hmm. and you know him by seeing the band. Yeah. When you see Edge with the little hat on, you're like, oh, you too. When you see Bonham, <laughs> you're like, you too. With a little beanie on. Yeah. <laughs> When you see Kurt, the bassist, or whoever yeah, it is, yeah, you're yeah. not like, oh, you do. Right. <laughs> Even the Rolling Stones, you know? Although Whoa, all they all kind of look. If it's not Mick or Richard, they all look alike. And they're, yeah, they're, they're all famous at this point, too. Keith Richards. But you got the drummer. You know what? <laughs> we just want to put the camera back there. Right. No one knows the difference. <laughs> Get rid of the drum cam. We're good. Uh, Van Halen. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. And, and I also think that this is one where they didn't really try too much to carry the sound. It, they were like, oh, how many how many singers? Three or four? Three? Well, we'll, we'll go down the list here. If there were three, there were three different stages of Van Halen that all sounded different. David Lee Roth started. Yep. They really caught their groove with Sammy Hagar. Which was my favorite Van Halen. And then Gary Sharon later replaced him. So from 74 to 85, a long time for a band, 11 years, it was Eddie Van Halen, Eddie's brother, Alex Van Halen, David Lee Roth, and the bassist, Michael Anthony. Yeah. So, 1985, they're like, all right, Roth, you got to go. Yeah. And Roth was like, I'll do solo stuff anyway. And I think, if I remember correctly, all of that was Eddie just being a, Eddie was hard. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen. Eddie still is hard. He's, he's the lead. He's the, it was, he was always like, it's my band. Yeah, you're the face. You're the lead singer, but I put you there. It's my band. Bop, bop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the ice cream man. Yeah. David Lee Roth had swagger before it was really a thing. Dude, it, like he, his one, his voice was amazing. He had this thing where he can like scream and it sounded like his voice was doing two different notes at the same time. Never heard that in my life. And two, he could do a jump and like. Yeah, a, that was a big part a of it. A split, too. man, in, the, in air. In 1985, Van Halen replaced David Lee Roth with Sammy Hagar, who was in a band called Montrose. I didn't know the past band story. I didn't know either. I thought he was solo. And they had so many hits. They had so many hits with Sammy Hagar. The band slightly shifted directions a bit. Yeah. And went from... Big kinda, time, because Sammy Hagar wasn't a flam, like a very loud, flamboyant, long-haired, spandex-wearing... And he had long hair, but he was more like muscular power. Yes. And a little more serious. Yeah, okay, that, that's good. Internal no disputes way. led to Sammy Hagar's departure. It's always internal disputes. Of course. Hagar this is so good. disagreed with the decision to record two new tracks for a Greatest Hits album after, after the band had agreed to take off some time. So 
The end came when Eddie Van Halen started to work with lead singer David Lee Roth instead of Hager again. Mm. And the two new songs were made with Roth on the Greatest Hits album. This is while Sammy's Sammy in, the band. in the band. So, yeah, just a little shady. We don't know the real story behind it. No. Nope. But you got a new lead singer, but you're still working with the old one a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. I would be pissed. Like It's like being in a relationship, but you're still going to have dinner with your ex-boyfriend? Not going to happen. That's like, no, I'm out. So Van Halen parted ways with David Lee Roth again. And then instead of hiring uh, Hagar, the band hired Gary Sharon, who was in Extreme. More than well. Oh, I remember when this happened, too. It was like, what? Yeah. They were like, well, we've replaced a lead singer before. Let's do it again and rock. Didn't work so well for him that time. This is bad. 1998 album. Just did nothing. Nah. Powerful lead singer, but the, the fans didn't even like it. People them. weren't having it. Gary Sharon left it for three years. Uh, Sammy Hagar came back in 2004. And then David Lee Roth returned three years later. And at one point, they were all doing a tour together. I think they currently are. If they're not, if they're, they're done with the shows, they then that was the last thing they've done. Well, because I saw I them think, on I Kimmel. They've recorded music because I know Sammy Hagar still doing stuff with like the his island band too. Yeah, Cabo Wabo. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Is that right? Funny that you would know that. <laughs> his island band. Yeah. yeah. David Lee Roth was funny. You remember we did California Girls? You yeah. won't remember because it, it was like early, early eighties. I remember it, dude. But, dude, I was roller roller skating rink music. Yeah. Yeah. Can you pull up David Lee Roth California Girls? Or Mr. And just a gigolo. Now that was David Lee Ross solo. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think California Girls was too, wasn't uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Life goes on without me. Yeah, dude. I ain't got no. There it is. This is California Girls, yeah. This solo, my dear. Yep. Yeah, just a gigolo. Just a gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> This is like me just listening to classic rock radio. Is it? He had gloves in his, he had gloves on. Music video, I remember this. <laughs> Come on. Life goes on without me. Everybody! I ain't got nobody. Nobody, nobody. Very theatrical he was. Fleetwood Mac. Ooh. Original lead singer was Bob Welch. All right, good. I didn't know that. Replaced by um, uh, Lindsey Buckingham. And Stevie Nicks. And Stevie Nicks. Lots it's like, Matt, don't remember the old one. This is the good stuff. Yeah, lots and lots and lots of lineup changes. In 1971, Bob Welch joined the group as a vocalist and guitarist, but that was real short. Lindsey Buckingham was asked to join in 74, and he made sure that his girlfriend, Stevie Nicks, could come along as well. Oh, wow. That's how she got in. And that's when Fleetwood Mac started to have some success. He got in and brought his girlfriend, his random girlfriend. She's pretty good, but she's just a girlfriend. Right. Like, she's also, awesome. throw her in. It's like trading for a ball player. Let me get cash incentives, too. Right. She was Can you imagine incentive. the band, too? They would just be like, oh, really, dude? Your girlfriend? Great. Oh. Here we go, Yoko Park. You're right. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac had a low point in 1993. Earlier that year, the Rumors lineup reformed to play Bill Clinton's inaugural bash, but they could not, even with that that pop, like each other enough to stay on the road. Wow. Mick Fleetwood and John McVie, McVie brought in 25-year-old Becky Bramlett. She the Her job player? was to play Stevie Nicks. Oh. And Billy 
Burnett played the Lindsey Buckingham role. So it was the band without those two, but they tried to get two people to wow. do that. That's weird. It looked like a tribute band. Yeah. And they found themselves in bad places. For example, like opening for REO Speedwagon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hang around, bad guys. Bad places. Heard it from a friend. <laughs> so that was the story that different lead singers. Uh, Queen. Who? This is Adam Lambert. Yeah, original lead singer Freddie Mercury. That's and, they, and they've made this work. Not for new hits, but for existence and touring. Somehow they've made it work. You're right. And Adam Lambert's great. A great singer. You would think that nobody could hop in with Freddie Mercury and do what Adam Lambert's done. I mean, done. he could be the greatest of all time, Freddie Mercury. And to fill that void, that's could, could be. I think him dying helps in the case of he's the greatest because yeah. he, he had no chance to really not be. Mm-hmm. You watched the, the Queen I've not biopic? seen it yet. No, I've not. You would like it. You wouldn't love it because it moves a little too fast. And I've heard that the band, you can kind of just tell that the band kind of led the way. Well, it, it was their project, right, Mike? Yeah. And at one point, though, early on, they scrapped the original versions because the band wanted to make it all about them without Freddie Mercury, yeah, right? Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen was That's just crazy. That's when Sasha Baron Cohen was, the, was playing Freddie Mercury. Really? And they wanted Freddie Mercury to die in the middle of the movie. <laughs> and, then <laughs> and then carry the on the with just the band. <laughs> them going on without him. And he was like, that's terrible, I'm out. I was like, <laughs> done watching this. You would like it, but it just jumps quickly. They're like, all right, we're going to form a band. We'll... We're going to be called Queen. What? We get to go on top of the pops tonight in front of 5 million <laughs> right. people? Just like that. And then tomorrow we're playing the state. Wow. And it didn't happen like that, but right. for movie's sake, they had to like rush it. Uh, but Adam Lambert joined in 2012, and they were careful to call themselves Queen plus Adam Lambert to illustrate that Mercury was a one-of-a-kind singer. But eventually it did, though, right? Because now they're just Queen. Are they? No, it's still no, Queen. It's still, still Queen. Queen. Adam Lambert. They were yeah. here not too long ago, and I saw the t-shirts. They were literally really? in the house. Yeah. All of them. They were all wearing They were all here. Yeah. <laughs> we saw them in, in, in Vegas. Do you, do you, did you watch that show? You were too busy? We do those shows. I don't get Because we just shot some promos for our iHeartRadio Music Festival. And they were like, what do you think of this performance? I'm like, guys, I don't see anything. I'm working the whole time. Yeah. I'm back in a hole backstage. <laughs> it's true. And they're like, okay, well, can you say something? I'll make something up. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I made up like four stories. They were yeah. shooting this TV special. And they were like, okay, so I'll just make up two names. They were like, the time that you saw uh, Taylor Swift and Tiesto, they didn't play together. So I'm right, making I was like, fictional characters they were like, here. all right. And Eddie's shooting it, by the way. Eddie's behind the camera. And they're like, and action. I was like, yeah, man. It was a hot summer day. <laughs> I remember I looked down and there was beads of sweat on, on my towel. So the artist really had to be hurting too. And Taylor walked by and she was like, can you believe this heat? And I looked at her and I was like, I feel you, Taylor. And she kept walking. And it was a really exciting night because Taylor and Tiesto had never played together. And so... Everyone was kind of gathering toward the stage to watch this epic collaboration of Taylor Swift and Tiesto, but the air conditioner was out in the entire arena, and we all worried, will Taylor even make it? And there were three <laughs> seconds before the show started, and Taylor comes out and just nails the performance, and everyone, everyone in the crowd, and in the crowd it was uh, Tim McGraw's oh, All the Eagles. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, oh, wow. Yeah, it was we, the ghost of Freddie Mercury. <laughs> everyone was watching, and at the end, everybody put their fists in the air like, you did it, Taylor. Yeah. One of my favorite performances ever. I made up stories like that. <laughs> Taylor and Tiesto, the show that never happened. But I didn't create fake shows. I just act like I saw some stuff. I yeah. It's all about entertainment, you know? No, I get it. I get it. Well, I, I saw them. I saw Adam Lambert play with Queen, and it was cool. It was, I mean, very low expectations because, I mean, obviously, it's, I mean, it's not Freddie Mercury, but it was good to see Adam Lambert kind of just be himself up there, and he wasn't trying to be Freddie Mercury. He wasn't trying to hit those crazy notes that 
Freddie Mercury did. So it was it was cool. He was definitely playing himself rather than just replacing a spot, which I guess works for when you call yourself queen with Adam Lambert. Yeah. Yeah, well, how long has this been, Mike? Long one? Almost 50 minutes. No, oh, look at that. Pretty good. Do you feel good, Eddie? I feel good. Did you... I guess the Beatles don't really fit in that, huh? New lead singers? Different lead singers? But not... No but one No left. one replaced anyone. Yeah. They had two lead singers. I think that's a whole different thing. Yeah. Well, they all sang. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like Ringo sings in like Yellow Submarine. I get by. With the, he sings in that one. a little help from my friends. Yeah. George, uh, George Harrison. Harrison. Here comes the sun. Yeah. So they, Are you surprised? That I, why did you look at me so surprised that I know what Beatles sing what songs? I, did, I didn't know why you. Why are you being a hater with your I knew expressions? You, well, see, my mom and I, we'd always play a game of like, we'd listen to the Beatles and be like, all right, who's singing this one? Yeah. I try to do that with my kids and they're like, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who's this one? Dad, who cares? Jimmy. Jimmy, dad. <laughs> like, there's no Jimmy sign in the Beatles. Come on. Do your kids have a favorite YouTube person? Uh, The kid, Ryan. Ryan oh, Toys Review. Yeah, like, that's their favorite YouTube <laughs> person. Um, again, check out Eddie's podcast, Sore Losers. It's a sports show, and he's now getting checks. Yeah. And you, we get checks because advertisers buy the shows. Right. Advertisers buy the shows because you guys download them, and we go, look how many hundreds of thousands or millions of downloads we're getting. And we're actually getting people that want to advertise with us, which yeah. is awesome. Because once you hit a certain level, they're, they're like, oh, yeah. we'll buy They're like, that. oh, people listen to that podcast, okay. Listen, we can't believe it either. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, thank you very much, and I think we'll call that... Call that a wrap on the episode. Thanks for another good lesson, man. Learned a lot on that one. Episode 196. Thank you very much. See you next time, everybody. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store. Have a complimentary drink. Shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. Tacovas.com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.